Welcome to Sober Shockingly, a podcast about the unexpected joys, tears, and surprises that come with sobriety. I'm Trina. I'm your host, a former messy party girl, mom of two, coach, and content creator. After becoming sober from alcohol, I unapologetically became obsessed with this up-leveled version of myself. So I decided to share my raw, honest, and sometimes shocking experience in this alcohol-free world. Join us for some relentlessly real conversations about sobriety. Let's do this. Guys, I do not take rejection well. (laughs) I am not that person. Hi, it's Trina and welcome to another episode of Sober Shockingly. So today is going to be the long-awaited, just kidding, Um, it's a relationship episode, yay! (laughs) I wanted to do this episode because sobriety is a super emotional place to be at. It's literally a roller coaster, it's a tidal wave, I'm fine and then I'm sad and then I'm happy and excited and I'm confident and then I'm at lowest of lows. And with relationships, whether good or bad, it has kind of similar effects. Like, if you don't create the correct boundaries, relationships of any kind can really create waves of highs and lows in our lives. So I think it's so important to talk about dating and sobriety, to talk about the hookup culture and sobriety, and how... As sober people, we can protect ourselves and create a healthy relationship with boundaries, a healthy relationship with a genuine sense of self, and a healthy relationship around some triggers or hard things that we went through. When I was actively drinking, I had the worst relationships, like friendships, dating, whatever. Um... I was just not a very good significant other. I think I was mean. I think I was really selfish. I, in my experience, I had a lot of anxiety that I was not taking care of. I wasn't treating myself the way that I should have. And because of that, anytime I felt scared or overwhelmed or anxious, I would be so mean and so angry towards my significant other. And then on the opposite side... If I wasn't in a relationship, I would just be so, like, depressed or anxious that, like, if a person rejected me or if they were just genuinely busy, didn't text me back, didn't snap me back, whatever, I would take it so personally, y'all. I would be, like, obsessing over the fact, like, how can I change myself so they like me? Oh, they like this, so I can change myself to do that, and then they'll like me again, and everything will be fine. And I just got so overwhelmed with trying to get attention from other people. And that was not a good way to start a relationship. Um, That's not a good way to keep a relationship going. That's not a good foundation to have when you are trying to find love or find like or whatever you're trying to do. So on top of that, (laughs) I really wasn't lying I do not take rejection well and something I that's something I'm working on I have not mastered that clearly if you guys have seen my Instagram stories in the last week y'all understand but I think rejection is such a normal part of living life like think about it 
when we are looking for friends or a job or a person or whatever, there are things that we don't want. Like, I don't want to be friends with someone who is partying right now because I'm sober. It doesn't mean they're not a great person. It doesn't mean they're not successful. It doesn't mean they're not, you know, living their best life. It's, I'm sober. I can't be friends with someone like that. It doesn't make sense towards my recovery. I can't have a job where I am have to go into the office nine to five and then do overtime anytime it's requested and work on weekends. Like I have a family that's something I'm not attracted to. And that doesn't mean that job is terrible. That doesn't mean people who have that job or any less of a family person than me, it's catered to me. And we have to think about that and really be mindful and bring that to our attention when we are dating and in relationships even outside of dating, if you're in a relationship with someone, more than likely there's going to be times where you guys are going to disagree. There's going to be times where they're going to want to do something that you don't. And that is okay. I wish I had it laid out like this when I was in those spaces because I think I would have not been so hard on myself. I think I would have not been so degrading towards who I am as a person. I think having the acceptance that We are two separate people who have two separate interests and who still love each other and still care about each other is really important because you can be in love and you can like each other and have different things. They can like you and not text you back. They can say, hey, you're not the person for me or this friendship isn't working out and still respect you as a person. Those things can coexist and society will push it on us that they can't. So when I was going through those things, I would drink super heavily, like any kind of rejection immediately to the bar. I mean, come on, like that's the best place you can go when you are feeling rejected, right? (laughs) Uh, It's not, by the way. That was like a little joke. I'm trying to be funny. But seriously, I would go to the bar and then I would get hit on by old men and I would feel okay about myself. And I would feel like, oh, like I'm fine. It was all them. Like obviously people want me. Like, okay, drunk men at the bar are probably going through the same thing you are and giving you the attention that they aren't getting from their significant other. It's probably a whole cycle But when we are drinking a lot or in active addiction, whatever, we don't really have the mental capacity to think through situations. And when I say we, I mean me, Katrina. (laughs) I did not have the capacity to be like, oh, this isn't love either. Like, maybe I should go home and watch The Notebook and cry and then get over it. Silly Katrina was like, oh, let's go to the bar and let's get validation from a temporary person who has chugged just as many bush lights as I have. And when I got out of that cycle and I started really looking at my dating history and hookup culture and all these things that I, these ways I I was self, it was self-harm for me. Like drinking, hookup culture, they were combined as a way to hurt myself. I knew what I was doing was not right. I knew it wasn't up to my standards. And I knew that what I was doing would give me a bad image and a bad reputation. And I did it anyway. And 
I cannot take back those things and I don't want to because they're all part of my story. However, them being part of my story means that I had to address them face on and those are really hard things to think about like all the ways that you used to hurt yourself especially when you're like I love who I am now I'm not ashamed of anything you can ask me dirt secrets and I will tell you with a smile on my face um everyone jokes it's because I have a big mouth and maybe they're right but I'm just genuinely not ashamed of my past I'm not ashamed of how proud of myself I am and honestly let's just get into it a lot of people have really related to this um let's talk about hookup culture like the ways we again when I say we this is my personal experience this is the experience of people who relate to me I'm not saying this is everyone in recovery especially I'm not saying this is every female going through it this is just what I have education on (laughs) um so especially during like breakups like it is very in our culture to get over people by hooking up with other people hooking up with people is so glamorized it's validated and it's like meant to be almost like a fun story like it's kind of like I don't know what the word is like a pop culture moment when you like hook up with people like a rebound or whatever it's like very made fun of it's very uh, like a good story I hear that one all the time which is so annoying but it's not a good story um it's not fun or cool to have a mediocre hookup of someone you're not attracted to someone who is a stranger or who has connections with people and you could like hook up with them for a b and c not for money but like you guys know what I'm talking about (laughs) I hope whatever I'm saying is articulating well or being read well for you guys because I'm doing my best (laughs) and hooking up with people that was definitely in my form of self-harm I was not attracted to probably like 75% of the people I hooked up with but I was so excited to have somebody want me or to someone to tell me I'm pretty at the bar or want to like take me out so I was like oh this is fine and I like hate to admit this but I think this is going to be really helpful it's important to notice the ways you're hurting yourself because I would hook up with people knowing that my ex or my significant other didn't like or that or the opposite that they were friends with so that they would know and then that way my ex my significant other would not like me anymore because I felt like I didn't deserve their love so I was like okay they like me so much how can I destroy that and that was really painful that took a lot of therapy to get through because I didn't hook up with people because I disrespected them it's just I felt so terrible about myself like I was like I'm such trash like they're right I'm a piece of shit whatever it was that I need to get this validation through someone that knows them that way they get so disgusted with me that they will never want to talk to me again because I don't deserve them and that's not a fun place to be that's not a healthy place to be so going through a breakup in sobriety it's it's so different because I'm doing the work. I'm still in recovery. Okay. I'm not, I'm not better yet at all. So I'm doing the work 
and I have that foundation, but then I reflect on how I used to get blacked out and hook up with people to get over the same feelings that I'm feeling now. Like, isn't that wild? Like, I really thought I was over it and thought, oh, I can be better. I am better. Like, bring it on. I got this. But you're not, like, a breakup is a breakup is a breakup is a breakup. Like, it's never going to be easy, in my opinion, especially for, I'm such an empathetic person. Like, I love so hard my friends, my coworkers, relationships, whatever. And it's just a very scary feeling to have that come back. So I think it's really important that we create boundaries in relationships when we should be doing this in general, first and foremost, whatever that saying is. (laughs) Um, But especially in sobriety, because feeling inadequate is a trigger for me. It's a huge trigger for me. It's a huge, like, I'm still getting over my self-harm tendencies. I'm in recovery for alcohol. Like, it's, I have mental health issues. It's a lot. It's really heavy. So I created these boundaries so that I can let myself feel fucking sad. I can let myself feel really, really bad. And I can still nourish myself. So let me explain that a little bit. Crying is one of my favorite pastimes. I think it's a really, really beautiful thing to have this release of emotions and I cannot be like oh don't cry about it it's not that big a deal that's never me never will be me so I created these healthy boundaries where when I notice something feeling off if someone's not texting me back I don't take it personally I let it be and I really repeat to myself what will be will be the universe is working for me not against me for me, not against me. So even if a relationship does not work out, everything is happening for my benefit. I repeat that self, that little saying to myself over and over and over and over again. I repeat it when I don't believe it. I repeat it when I'm scared that they're out there just like hating me. I repeat it when I'm scared that whatever they texted me, they didn't mean I repeat it over and over again when I'm scared that I am never going to be good enough for this person again. And it changes how you feel. I still get sad. Like I said, I still say it when I don't believe it, but eventually I do believe it. And eventually I take a breath and I am just fine. I'm surviving. (laughs) Like I got over that bad feeling and I'm going to continue to get over the bad feelings again and again and again. And the second boundary I have is I am very honest with my significant other, painfully honest. When I'm having feelings or like memories of whatever, I tell them. I tell them every wrong thing I do first because they would rather hear it from you than be embarrassed by someone else. I tell them any like weird secret that I have, like, oh, I have a crush on blah, blah, blah. Um, like a celebrity, I don't know, whatever it is, if it's a real person, celebrity, whatever, if I'm, if I'm being vulnerable and I'm having heavy emotions because I'm remembering like an ex or I'm remembering a triggering event or whatever, or I want to drink, I'm painfully honest with the other person. And that is because I 
put value into my friends, my family, my, like, who I'm in love with, whatever. I put a ton of value in that because love is a really sacred thing and it's a bond that I don't want to ruin. I don't want to, like, disintegrate a bond that I have with a person over something that so that I feel more comfortable or just to prolong the inevitable. I want to have the hard conversations. I want to go beyond surface level and I want to explain how I'm feeling. And I think that's something I wish I did while I was dating before because if you're overly honest with someone, it is so impactful to how your relationship will be post breakup. Like I will not, I'm not going to lie. I get very attached to people. Obviously I don't take rejection well again. (laughs) Um, and I, when I, whether it's friend, a coworker, whatever it it is, doesn't have to always be like a relationship lovey dovey thing. But it's really hard for me to let go of people because I care and I want to know. I'm like, oh, man, I saw a bus today and I know you used to be scared of buses. Are you all right? Like things like that. Like I want to be able to text people in my life when I want to. And I want to be able to check in on people and have it not be weird. And I think if I would have been more honest as a human in whole, I would I would have had the privileges of having a lot more people in my life than I do right now. And it is what it is. But. Um, I just think that's a a really important takeaway from the conversation that we're having. And I also think back to, um, like, the pressures of hookup culture. Like, we live in a very weird age where it's, like, we respect our bodies, but... No, we... Let me... eh, Scratch. (laughs) We respect our bodies, and we want to use them for self-love. We want to use them for pleasure. We know what we're doing with our bodies especially as women and it's just such a weird place to be because I fully believe that if you love someone and if you have a connection that is emotional your sex will be 10 million times better but I also know (laughs) that that is so much easier said than done and I think it's really easy and it's very available to have a quick interaction with someone. I hope that's a very respectful way of me saying like one night stands are very easy to get. I think it's very, very common for us to get instant gratification from the, from a stranger, from a friend, from a random person, whatever. And I think that's something that we are allowed to do. We can be proud to do that. However, we need to notice how it's going to affect us as humans because I was not, I was the person that was like, yeah, I'm a woman. This is fine. But like, I am such an emotional person that that was not fine. That was not good for me to do. That was not something that was serving who I am as a person. That wasn't something bringing me closer to my goal of finding love or finding validation it was actually bringing me further away. I was feeling worse and worse. I was drinking more and more and more. And I think everyone's going to have just like sobriety. Everyone has a different story and they're going to need a different level of care. But that's something I think we need to talk about is 
we are allowed to regret hookups and we are allowed to have regret about consensual sex. Like, it does not have to be a, oh, they're trying to make this person look like a bad person or blah, blah, blah. Like, I think after, like, people are so rightfully so spoken about sexual assault, which they should be because that's fucked up. That's not okay ever. And anyone's story is valid. Everyone's story is valid. They need, like, they're... I could go on a tangent right now. I'm not going to get into that because that's a very important piece, but I could go on a whole nother episode and I will if you guys want. But basically in my experience, I'd be like, Oh, I hate that I did that. And I would get shamed and people would be like, Oh, like you're trying, he didn't, they would throw out the R word. Like he didn't R-A-P-E you, you are like, you were consensual. You're not allowed to like feel that way. Like, oh, I'm not allowed to regret something that I did? Like, that's weird. Okay, whatever. And I think people are scared to talk about that just because there are so many stigmas. Like, but they are, but that's kind of my point. They are very different things. And I think we should be able to say, hey, I hooked up with you. I know it was consensual, but that was, that made me uncomfortable. I don't want to do it again and not be pressured into, oh, you did it once or like, they're not a bad person. Like, I don't know. I hope that makes sense, but I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Cause that's something I've been going through since I've got sober is really coming to terms with the way that I hurt myself. And it's really hard to talk about. Cause I don't know how to articulate it perfectly so that I'm not being like offensive and I'm not, but I'm still making sense, making my point. And I just think it's such a, a fluid conversation that needs to be had in my personal opinion. <laughs> and the last thing I want to talk about is I think it's important finding relationships who are going to support your recovery and your sobriety. You don't want those half-assed relationships anymore. You don't want people in your life who don't genuinely care about you. A fast food driver is not going to sit down and pray with you when you've been crying for days over the ways you've hurt yourself. A Tinder date is not going to look up mental health services when you can't breathe and are on the floor. You know, a a one night stand is more than likely not going to sit with you while you scream cry over tough emotions and mistakes you made in your past. You need to be very very, very careful about who you are putting your healing energy into. And especially, please keep this in mind when you have people from your past reach back out, you have to be careful. You can't have, there's dangerous expectations with thinking that people don't change. And there's dangerous expectations with, for example, like someone reaching out from your past that you really cared about and you get so excited that they reached out, but maybe they're not at the same place as you. Maybe they can't give you that, you know, the attention and the checking in on you and asking surface level questions. Like maybe, maybe that they haven't changed. Maybe they're just not as invested as you are. Maybe you liked them a million times more than they liked you. Whatever it is, please just be careful and you know treat yourself how you would your little sister treat yourself how you would if you were seven years old like how would you protect yourself you're not just gonna give into if someone treated your little sister bad 
you're not just going to forgive them because they came back and said they're sorry and you remember all the good times like with them as a brother-in-law do the same thing to yourself like you're allowed to forgive and you are allowed to move on and create a new relationship but don't don't lessen your boundaries just for the satisfaction of someone coming back into your life because ladies we are better than that and we deserve more than that we are beautiful treasures (laughs) uh (laughs) I don't like that whatever you get the point we are very valuable there is a lot of value in who we are as women and we need to respect that there's a lot of value in who we are as a human being in recovery and we need to protect that because it deserves our protection we are our own knight in shining armor so i'm done with the puns (laughs) i hope this episode helped i hope it made sense it was kind of more about like hookup culture than relationships but you guys get the point and if you guys have any questions or need resources i will link them in the show notes for especially like sexual assault um things like that self-harm and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day if you like today's episode please rate review leave a comment screenshot share on instagram so that i can see it at the retired party girl and until next time i hope you guys have a great week